Welcome to Reddit Reads, our slash pro revenge. Our first Reddit post is from Thel of Lelandlert. Your lease is still valid, even though you were evicted, Oak. Originally posted on malicious compliance, I'll try to keep the details vague enough to keep me anonymous, hence, the dummy account. This might be a little long buckle, in. I am the landlord of some apartments in the city. I sign the lease agreements and go over the basics with tenants, although they don't usually want me to spend hours delving into the fine print. Ninety-nine of the time it's a breeze and everything is fine. One lady, let's call her Karen, had been paying her rent via a new bank account and new checks for the last several months. I immediately called her. All of the sudden, we got several chargeback fees on our account. She had put a stop payment on the checks and closed the account. Me, hey Karen, it looks like your checks bounced for the last few months. I just wanted to make sure everything is oak. Karen, oh no. I promise I'll get this fixed. Me, Oak. You've been a good tenant in the past, so I'll give you a month. So I called her again. Needless to say, a month passed, and she didn't pay. Me, hey, Karen, we still haven't received payment, so I'm afraid we'll have to file for eviction. Karen, oh God, no. I'm an old woman. I can't afford to be evicted. I'm trying so hard to pay. Can you give me another shot? Me, as long as you pay before the court date, the eviction doesn't have to go through. The court date arrives, and guess who hasn't paid yet? At court, the judge rules for a 24-hour notice to vacate. Karen, in tears, comes up to me afterwards. Karen, can you please give me another chance? I can't afford to go anywhere else. Me, I'm sorry, Karen, but the only way I could do that is if you paid off the debt signed a new lease agreement, and I don't think that's going to happen. Goodbye. So I left, and I thought that was that. He shows up a few days later, and there's a problem. My maintenance guy would come in in a few days to do the inspection and clean up, and then we'd put it on the market. They're still there. So I call the sheriff to schedule a set-out. A problem, though. According to the sheriff, I had no recollection of having decided that this would happen. What happened was that Karen had called the sheriff and told him that the court had reversed the decision because of a non-existent deal. I called the court, and they informed me that the eviction was no longer valid, as apparently I told the sheriff that I was giving her more time, invalidating the decision, etc. She had then called the court and told them that the sheriff could not evict her, as I had waived the notice. I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt, and she had used my words twisting my denial of an extension into a deal. I sent Karen a copy of a new lease agreement asking for the debts, in addition to rent for a first month. Her lawyer then contacted me, yes, she had the money to hire a lawyer, somehow informing me that, in fact, her old lease agreement was still valid as my deal you know the one that would require a new lease agreement invalidated the eviction decision. So I filed for eviction on the grounds that she had not paid for several months now, five to be exact, and therefore had invalidated her old lease agreement. And then I read her old lease agreement. I already know these contracts pretty well, but like I said, I don't usually delve into the minutiae. This time I did. We show up at court. 
Karen has her lawyer. Karen is bursting, grinning like a fool like she's won the lottery. Her lawyer looks fairly happy as well. The judge asks me to speak. Me, I would like Karen to leave the apartments, but she is refusing despite the fact that according to the court's last decision, Judge, you see Miss Karen lawyer, Miss Karen cannot be ejected from her home without a new notice. Yes, she has not yet paid past due rent, however, she and the landlord struck up a deal giving her the time she needed to pay via verbal agreement. This deal, made directly after the last court date, invalidated the last decision, so Miss Karen will require a new decision and therefore a new notice before she can rightfully be evicted from her home. Until then, her lease agreement is still valid. Insert legal crap judge and landlord. What do you have to say me? Well, your honor, I have to agree. They have made a very, very compelling argument. Karen and I did indeed make a deal, giving her the time she needed to pay. And yes, her old lease agreement is still valid, I guess. Well, according to the terms of the still valid lease, there are some additional things that the court needs to be aware of that I'd like to go over for clarification. I'm sure you have a copy, Your Honor. Judge, yes, I do. Me and you have a copy, Lawyer, Lawyer, yes, I do. Me, excellent. Well, Your Honor, if you look at Section 4, Subsection A on page 2, you will see that after 10 days of non-payment, a late fee of 100 is applied. If you continue reading to Subsection B, you will see that after 15 days of non-payment, additional late fees of 10 per day are applied until full payment is rendered. If you continue to subsection C, you will see that failed payments necessitate a chargeback fee of 50 per failed payment. If you will continue, your honor, to page 4, section 7, subsection F, you'll see that if a tenant is in any way responsible for a loss of rent, including leaving an apartment in less than moving ready condition, failed payments, or lastly, refusal to vacate in the case of an eviction. The tenant is responsible for payment of said loss of rent. In, in addition, on page 8, section 14, subsection, you'll note that the tenant is responsible for any and all legal fees resultant from the eviction process, including attorney's fees, such as for the attorney I hired to help. Finally, on page 10, the last page, Section 17, subsection B, you will see that the tenant is responsible for all HVAC services rendered on their unit. As we sent in a company to fix the unit in Karen's apartment at her request, we have the invoice here for the replacement unit in addition to the totals for all of the fees listed. At this point, the lawyer has gone completely pale. It's clear that he was more concerned that I would fight the whole deal thing than the terms of the lease he thought he'd have to fight to keep valid. Karen looks utterly shell-shocked, her mouth slightly agape, like a child confused by a game of peekaboo. The judge, meanwhile, is completely unfazed until I hand her the invoice alongside my maths, a spreadsheet, and a piece of paper with the total debt owed circled and highlighted at the bottom of the page. Her eyes widen to the size of her mouth as her jaw dropped with an audible gasp. I will happily accept the payment in the form of a cashier's check. Me, as you can see, your honor, the total owed is in excess of 16,000. I'd hate to have to charge yet another 50 fee for failed payment should another personal check bounce. 
Judge lawyer, do you have anything to say? At this point, the lawyer looks like he's about to pass out. Karen seems to have stopped breathing. The judge remains silent for a moment and then collects herself. Judge, I'm afraid you'll have to address that matter of debt in a different court than this one landlord. We are here only to judge whether Miss Karen is to be evicted from her home today. Me, oh, she wants to stay. I'd be happy to let her, and pays the debt owed today. As long as she agrees to continue to abide by the terms of the lease agreement, specifically those clauses outlined above. Judge, I'm going to rule for a 24. Our notice to vacate, unless Miss Karen can produce payment at this moment. Karen sits still quiet, speechless even. Her lawyer is eyeing the window. I like to think contemplating his decisions in life that led him to this point. Maybe thinking about jumping, I don't know. Judge Wright, a 24-hour notice to vacate. And landlord me, yes, judge, you'll want to file those charges in small claims court or a higher court if it exceeds the amount that you can legally pursue in small claims. Me already filed, Your Honor. The case has now been resolved. And needless to say, I got a fairly significant bonus in addition to a slight raise. Edited to a little drive, tenant was evicted, but lied to get out of the eviction, claiming her old lease was still valid. I then used the terms of her old lease to get a payout of at the end of it all about 20000 and my boss gave me a big chunk of it as a bonus. Boom. Ha ha ha. This comment is from Sanity Contagion. Fuck you, Karen. This was beautiful. This comment is from Thel of Leland Lert. I mean, essentially, they were fighting a different fight than they thought. It's akin to some guy telling you, hey, you chew too loudly, and instead of defending your eating habits, you tell him, oh, I fucked your wife. This comment is from Titanium Triforce. What an amazing story. Please spread your gospel over at Rassel Tax as well. Our next Reddit post is from Gynamo. Especially us. Mean lady hates everyone. We buy her house after she failed to pay her debt. First of all, English isn't my first language, but I try my best. I'm on mobile, so formatting may be shit. TL drive at the bottom. The house we live in was built at the same time as hers. My parents were often at the construction site and help if they can. The strange lady was nice to us at the beginning, but that changed soon. This happened around Christmas 2017. We have a neighbor who is very unpopular in our neighborhood. She is well known for harassing people who use the public path at the left side of her house. The path is one out of three to reach the public playground behind her house. If someone uses the path, she would scream at them that this is her path on her private property, which is wrong. Sometimes she would close the path with a red and white plastic chain and won't let anyone use the path. She would scream at kids on the playground when they were loud at daytime. She always has her shutters almost down so she can stalk the people on the street and stay unseen. If some kid's ball landed in her garden, she would bring it to the kids and destroy it with a knife right in front of them. All kids knew this and would run by her house if they wanted to go on the playground. 
If someone walked by her house at night, she would often call the police due to a noise complaint. When the neighbor's kids were playing in the winter outside in the snow, she would call the CPS equivalent in my country and tell them they were locked outed by their parents as a punishment. She was known by everyone in our neighborhood as the witch, but she hated my family in particular. We lived right beside her house. Our houses shared one wall. When me and my sister were young, we would use the swing in our garden or jump on our trampoline. She would regularly file noise complaints and often harries me and my sister when we were alone in our garden. If my parents heard her screaming swear words at us from the first floor of her house, they would yell back. If me or my sister walked on the path by her house, she would scream at us. We used the path daily on our way to school. When I walked by the back of her car, she howled the engine and the dark exhaust hit me. One time when I came home from school, she was in her car with the trunk on the sidewalk. Almost every night she would hit the shared wall with something to wake us up. Sometimes she ring on our door and try to make us go to other neighbors to complain about small things. We often had lawsuits with her. One time because her trees grew twung over the border. Another time because she built a fence by sticking bamboo mats in the dirt and tearing it down the next day and telling the police we destroyed her wooden fence. We won all lawsuits against her because my uncle he's teaching law school gave us good advice on how to deal with her and named lawyers he knew were good. She never paid the workers who repaired things at her house and the electrical and water bills. When her old car broke down, she didn't pay the car mechanic and never got her car back. She was in debt and had a mortgage on her house. When the foreclosure came, we were at the court and bought her house. She was with us in the courtroom when the auction was and tried to buy her own house, but was allowed because she cowled to provide proof that she has enough money. We bought her house where she lived for 20 years in front of her. We bought it because my parents were at the construction of her house and knew the workers did a great job at building it. We renovated it when she left. We repainted all rooms, renewed the insulation, and put everywhere where no tiles were new wooden floor. My grandparents will be moving in her old house this fall. T.L. Drive, neighbor harassed the whole neighborhood and was extra mean to kids. She didn't pay bills and had a mortgage on her house. We bought it in front of her for my grandparents. This comment is from Troll Turgoon. Throw a housewarming party with all the neighborhood invited. Make sure they know she isn't there anymore. This comment is from Gynamo. This comment is from Mamiofornitwo. They all know since the shutters are no longer down, the front is paved and the garden is no longer a jungle. On a slightly related note, my grandparents told me this story. My grandparents were renting to own their house as young married folk. The woman they were renting to own from had inherited a bunch of things from her dad when he died. My grandpa shows up to the courthouse on the day of the auction, and when his house comes up, he bids. There are two men bidding against him that had purchased some of the other properties seized. My grandparents had just paid the house off when the woman got busted for a huge amount of drug charges, making, selling, using, and all her property was seized, including my grandparents' house. As he's reaching the end of his budget, he turns to them and says, please stop. That's my actual home. 
You see I haven't bid on anything else here. The lady we already bought it from hadn't transferred it yet. My wife and children are at home praying we won't be homeless tomorrow. Both men stopped bidding, and my grandpa was able to buy his house. I just thought it was a stand-up thing those guys did. They didn't have to, but they put a stranger before profit. That was Reddit Reads, r slash pro revenge. If you like this content, please rate this podcast five stars. We upload new videos every day. See you tomorrow.